Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of In Distress. If I had an applause button, I would hit it right now, and it would be killer. Anyways, um, I'm actually kind of nervous today. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous. It's currently 3.33 a.m. Um, on the day this is going to be posted. I don't know if you guys know this, but I definitely don't edit these. Um, I usually go and add the add-in, but I'm not going to do an ad this episode because um, I just, I, I don't want to. Um, I feel like I enjoy these reflection episodes, and so I kind of just want to sit here and chat. Um... I don't even, I have so many things that I want to talk about. Um, I think I'll first start by just talking about um, this type of episode. Um, I don't usually make them like this. I honestly don't really know what the format of this podcast is. I kind of just come on here and talk um, for my mental, but... I every year I do like a reflection episode for my birthday and my birthday is going to be next Tuesday whoop whoop um big party vibes but um I kind of just want to set my intentions like within the first like couple of minutes of the episode so that way um I don't know maybe I won't be as nervous once I start talking about like the other stuff but um setting my intentions. I actually have a lot of notes today, guys. I really thought about this episode and the last episode I posted, which was earlier this week because I missed the upload last Saturday, um, which you don't have to go back and don't listen to that one. It wasn't that good. I honestly only made it because, um, I told my friend Mary that I would, um, but I, I, I did a lot of notes because I feel like, I'm realizing I'll start here yeah so setting my intentions with this episode um I wrote this I'm gonna be reading a couple of these and so if it sounds like a robotic voice like that's literally just me reading I've never been I've never been a strong reader out loud to be completely honest with you I've never been that girl never been that girl anyways but um I'm realizing growth goes unnoticed by yourself and that just seems so weird reading these and then hearing myself read them because I have the headphones on is just such a traumatic experience anyways um I'm realizing that growth goes unnoticed by you and you know like you spend every day with yourself and so naturally you think you're the same person and I do this episode every year because of that feeling and I feel that way like all the time like I feel like I stay in one place and the best example of realizing that you definitely don't do this is this is literally something I talk about all the time but um when I went to college I came I used to come home for the weekends like every like every single weekend um my freshman year and one day I went back to school and um I was visiting my favorite 
like literally probably one of my favorite teachers I ever had. And I remember like when we were like talking, um, I actually came in and checked in to talk to her at, um, she had like a break class. So she didn't have a class that period. So we just talked for like an hour and 15 minutes. And I remember like just walking in, like we were just talking and chatting and she was like, oh my gosh, like, like I can just see, like, you're just a different person than, you know, the person you were like when you graduated. And I had been like, maybe like four months before then. Um, and so, and I obviously didn't realize that I had changed at all. Um, because like I said, like you're with yourself all the time, like you're in your head, you're thinking, you're just like trying to push on and to make it to the next day. Like half the time people are in survival mode, just trying to make the right decision to get through the day. And, you know, you end up realizing at some point, unless you really pay attention that you have changed and there are things about you that are different. And it's, it's weird because, you know, like you grow up and you watch TV shows and movies and you're like, and you know, like those points when the character like the main character will like grow apart from a friend and there's that moment when people are like oh like you've changed and usually it's in like a bad way of like you know like you've changed you're like this person that I don't even recognize and but while that does happen like sometimes people do change for the bad people also change for the better and I want to be better like I just want to all around be a good person and be a balanced person so I really I think that like this time of the year like I do this like the week before my birthday and I think about all the things that I've learned and all the things that I'm going through and all the people that I've lost and the ways that I've changed so that I can continue to be better and to grow so super corny I know but that's just the kind of girl I am um let's see going back to the notes um I feel that way like I said I do feel like I just don't grow and sometimes I feel like I stayed stagnant but there are a lot of things that well like I feel like I was going to say, I don't feel like, I feel like growth is linear, but I don't really know if that's true because you still kind of make this, like you still make mistakes. Like sometimes you have to learn something more than once, if that makes sense. Like sometimes you're just like, dang, like I got this. Like you'll think you have life figured out and everything, at least like in your early twenties, you'll feel like, oh, like I have life work, like I got it, like I'm, I'm, this is new stuff hitting me, new stuff hitting me. But sometimes, sometimes you'll get it, you'll get a repeat, you'll get a repeat storyline. And then you're kind of sitting there like, girl, what? This is so crazy. But you actually already went through that. But it's kind of like life testing you to see if you really learned it because it was a really important lesson. And you probably maybe failed the test, but it's okay. We grow from failure. And if there's one thing I've learned from filling that accounting class last semester, child, anyways. Um, anyways, so once a year, I take the week before my birthday to think about the things I've learned and to take in lessons as a sign of growth. That was really deep of me to say that. Wow. I actually have a lot of things I reflected on. And I feel like, 
I feel like I've learned a lot of things this year, but um, I just, I don't know. I have a lot of things I want to talk about today, but I also don't want this episode to be like 20 years long, but also it's my podcast, so like I can do what I want, which is still such a strange concept. Anyways, I'm really debating on how I want to lead into (laughs) this topic because it's so heavy. It's so heavy. Um, I'll say this and then I'll end up connecting it to the thing that I'm going to talk about, which I feel like I'm going to be really vulnerable about. Um, And then I'll talk about like the good things that I've learned or or realized over the past couple of days because um, this this is more of a heavy thing that I realized today and something I'm struggling with and that's kind of the point of this is to acknowledge your problems and see them and you know work through them however long that takes it's seeming to take a long time this childhood trauma stuff wow and like I get it like I get it What's crazy is I was actually, see, I'm about to get sidetracked really quick. Um, so first of all, I do want to say, um, if you know me at all, you know, I'm an OT5 stan. If you don't know what that means, you're lost anyways. Anyways, but, um, one of, um, the P one of the members of Fifth Harmony, um, formerly, former members, former members, um, she released her album, Camila, um, it's called Familia. And I really enjoy that album. Um, if you haven't get, gotten a chance to listen to it, I highly recommend. If you don't end up listening to the whole thing, I'm just a literally a nerd and a loser. So I'm not a loser. Please calm down, Tori. Calm down. Inner, inner voice one. Inner voice one on that last sentence. Anyways, but um, I'm not a nerd or a loser. But um, well, I am a nerd. Not a loser though. Anyways, but um, I just love listening to albums and full bodies of work. But um, I know that there are a lot of people out there who don't like that so if you don't listen to the whole album i highly recommend um psycho freak featuring willow yeah that one ate that one ate i like the whole thing but that's just me like i told you like i just love listening to full bodies of work anyways that's what i was saying um so a couple days ago camila actually posted something on instagram and she was talking about how Um, And this is going to connect. I don't want you to think I'm just going off on a tangent here. It's going to make sense soon. Okay, so she ended up um, talking about how she goes to this beach. Um, I don't know where it is. I cannot recall that information. Um, A lot of things on my mind. She goes to this beach and she said every time she goes, the paparazzi will be there and they'll just take pictures of her and she feels self-conscious. And she, she talked about how you know, like she'll suck in and pretend, you know, like the whole time until she gets into the ocean and just, and she said like this one day specifically that she went that, you know, she was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to suck in and I'm going to look great. And I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to have these great pictures. And she got to the water, I believe, or she had time to reflect on it. I really don't recall. Go read the post yourself. I don't know. It was long anyways, but she ended up talking about how that, made her sad like 
I think she said that she saw, like she thought about, or she saw, I don't recall which one it was, but regardless, she thought about or saw like little kids on the beach who were just playing. And she just like thought about what she was doing, like, you know, trying to get these good pictures because she knew that the paparazzi was going to be there. And it was probably one of the, and she actually said like, it was like one of the worst times she's ever had at the beach. She didn't even enjoy it because she was constantly thinking about like, how she looked and how other people when how the paparazzi would get a bad angle and how other people would comment on her body and she just kind of talked about how she's working to um you know get back to that seven-year-old self or that little kid self like that little kid inside of you that's like you know just having fun and living life because like you you know like you're kind of like you don't really know what's going on like you can just enjoy life for what it is and enjoy the the present because you're not constantly thinking about what the future holds and you're not constantly thinking about other people's perceptions of you and she kind of just talked about working on unlearning like the outside voice which is like society and media or whatever and that really hit me not because I understand that on that level at all no not because of that but because of the childhood trauma I've talked about on this podcast before if you haven't had a chance to listen to that I highly recommend that one that one that one was a good episode that was actually one I listened back to it was good it was good anyways but um very juicy very juicy but um I'm definitely trying to do that with this childhood trauma stuff that I'm working through I definitely at least like for the past like I want to say like year like since the pandemic or whatever um well since the pandemic started I don't know we still in it I don't know how to refer to it I don't know anyways but I'm definitely there like I'm not there in the sense of like she's had years of the you know what I'm saying I'm not there in a sense of like I completely understand like the same thing because obviously like I don't understand it on that scale but I definitely am on the scale of like trying to separate other people's opinions of me and their perceptions and separate them from what I believe I am and who I believe I am and then understanding who that person is and being better like and you know like fixing the things that are toxic because again like you know like that's like a learned thing of like trying to fit into society and follow societal norms and standards it's once it takes time to unlearn that and so you really have to like unlearn those things and then decide how you want to be if that makes sense I'm sure it makes sense if it doesn't email me anyways so the next thing I'll lead into um is definitely um that childhood trauma so I don't even I'll start with this um I wrote sometimes I think that we put we as in just general and people right sometimes I think that people put how you feel about things I don't what am I saying here I get so mad at myself reading things back again I said this last episode I just be writing and then like I'll miss a word and I won't write it because I'm writing fast and I don't want to lose the idea because I'm always thinking so fast that like the idea not there and then I when I go back and reread it I'm like what 
huh? But um, let me really take a second and read this, and then I'm gonna say what I meant. Sometimes I do that. Okay, I understand. Okay. Um, basically, what I was saying was um, that I feel like once we put how we feel about situations or things or people into words, it gives that thing or that situation or that person a lot more power to control you. But at the same time, identifying and recognizing your feelings is what makes that situation or that problem tangible and making it tangible and like putting words to it is what makes you able to overcome it. So where was I going with that? You must be thinking. Maybe you didn't even fully understand what I was saying. Who knows? Me either. I'm just kidding. Um, I, I wrote down in a separate note, in a separate note. This was, see, I had a lot going on in my mind this week. Um, I wrote, is it too much to ask to be loved? Um, and I also wrote, um, the good, why do I say, um, this is not the time for me to be criticizing how I speak. Okay. Anyways, I said the good moments just seem to outweigh the bad ones. And then I went on to talk about how people will continuously take from you and they don't care how you feel. And so then... I went on to write this very long thing. And so to save time for myself, I'll go ahead and just read it. And I'm sorry for the way that I read this. Anyways, so I wrote, and if you don't know, my childhood trauma, and we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna talk a little lightly because I don't know who's awake in this house, right? And I don't, the last thing that I want, and this is the craziest thing to me, the last thing that I want is for um, my parents to hear how I'm working through my trauma because I genuinely don't think that they would understand it um, because I feel like it would come off as disrespectful and blamey when that's not necessarily the case. However, I feel like you have to identify the problem in order to fix it. And the only way to identify a problem is to be like, that's a problem. And I feel like my parents don't really understand completely the difference between um, being disrespectful and just disagreeing, which is very difficult for me. And what's really confusing is that sometimes I kind of, I see the way that I think and I see the way that like I am in my mind in the conversations that I have with like a couple of my friends, not all of them, because I feel like, and what I've realized is that a lot of people aren't thinking about life the way that I am um like people are thinking about it but not necessarily in the same way that I am or to the same degree that I am I'd, I'll say that 
people aren't thinking about life to the same degree that I am. But I'm constantly thinking about the person that I want to be for me and for the people I have in my life and for the people that I have in the future for like whoever I marry or whatever. So I'm always thinking about that and I'm always thinking about the person that I want to be when I get to that moment of like in any relationship really not even just like when I get married like that was the first thing that popped into my mind but I'm always thinking about how I can be better for the people I care about and so I always find it so interesting because for me that's not how my parents think like I actually have talked about this before I was on vacation with my dad and my mom and my aunt and my sister last year and I remember I asked them I we were like sitting by the pool and I was like I was like what do you guys think about like do you guys like like what do you guys think about and and they were like my parents were like they like they gave answers that I was not expecting like they were just like thinking about oh like I'm thinking about work or oh I'm just thinking about um like it was very present not even not even present but like very like oh I'm thinking about my bills oh I'm thinking about this I'm thinking about that but for me I'm never really thinking about those things like and I'm not even saying that like bills are materialistic things because they're not in the way that you would think of materialistic I mean like that's very like real world thought whenever I'm thinking and I mean this like whenever I'm in the dish pit at work whenever I'm driving home whenever I'm sitting in my room writing whenever I'm not consuming content on like by like watching movies or tv shows or listening to music even when I'm listening to music at times I'm thinking about like my life like I am consistently and constantly thinking about what I want to do with my life and what my purpose is in life and I don't know if you stop doing that when you get older I don't know but what I know is that I have just always been a heavy overthinker which I feel like a lot of people in this generation are but I'm just always and it's not even so much that I'm always thinking about something that I'm stressed about like yeah I'll think about assignments like when they're due but I'm usually just thinking about like the stuff that I'm about to talk about. Like that's usually what I'm thinking about. I'm very much always thinking about the relationships in my life and me and how like and not and and me in like a selfish way, but like sorry, excuse me. Um I'm constantly thinking about who I am to other people and who I want to be. That's just what's always in my mind and a lot of times right now who I want to be and who I am are not drastically different people but there are things that need to be fixed not fixed like there's something wrong with them but there is a disconnect and there are very broken and fragile sensitive places that just need love and attention and healing so with that I'll begin reading about my childhood trauma 
this is something that happened earlier today. And honestly, again, I'm praying that my parents never listen to this. Like, I really pray that they never listen to this um, because I don't ever want them to think that I'm demonizing them. However, it is my job now as a an adult, like a capable adult, like I'm about to be 21 in like four days. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, I got that math right. Okay, per. Sorry, I've never been a math girl. Anyways, um, it's definitely my job now to acknowledge my problems and to heal them. Like, that's not anyone else's job now. Like, maybe when you're younger, like your parents, like, you know, like, they'll tell their kids, like, oh, like, that's a bad behavior, Right. Once you get older and you're, it's giving autonomy, it's giving individualism and freedom. It's, you kind of have to step up to the plate and be like, hey, and call yourself out, hold yourself accountable and be like, hey, yeah, I need to fix this. Um, I can't be the best version of myself if I don't fix this. So again, with that, we move, we move. I actually have a playlist called We Move on Spotify. You should go check it out. Spotify, Tori Nicole. I'm just really nosy and I really want to know what people are listening to on Spotify. So if you have a Spotify account, I promise you, if you follow me, I will literally go and I'll follow you back just so I can see. Make sure you're public too. So I can see what you're listening to. Like I'm really trying to, I'm trying to see that. I'm so nosy. Anyways, back to what I was saying. So, um, without further ado, I've done this two times now. We'll get into it. So. this is so difficult wow it's like it's like I want to it's like I want to protect them it's like wow I don't want people to think that my parents are these all bad people because they're not it's just it's just you know people mess up and that's okay um and we accept that so I wrote my parents just make me feel so unimportant and honestly the feeling is indescribable i feel like we often and we i mean me or at least what i have been told people think of their parents as i feel like you think of parents as these people who are there for you and protect you and I'm not saying they haven't ever done that, but now I need them in different ways and they don't know how to show up. I need them to want to take the time and get to know me and they don't. I want them to be different and they just can't. They don't care about how I feel a lot of the time and tell me to get over things and that, and that's just not enough for me anymore. And I'm so upset about this because, and I remember when I wrote this, I was actually laying in my bed and I was down bad. I was crying. I've been crying for 20 minutes. I had a terrible day today. First of all, we'll, we'll go there and I'll get back to this. Hold on. Now, hold on. I know what you're thinking, Tori. Please don't go on off tangent. It's going to happen. It's bound to. It's just who, it's who I am. It's who I am. Um, so I cut my finger a couple days ago and I'm only saying that now because I'm actually physically feeling my finger and it's numb and it's just right in front of me. So Anyways, I cut my finger trying to cut an apple the other day. 
couldn't tell you I was down. I actually cut three of my fingers trying to cut that apple. But the middle finger, guys, she's numb. She's numb and she's deep. Anyways, but I had been having a bad day. I locked my keys in the car again. God. <laughs> yes, again. Um, I did it around the same time last year. I yeah, locked those keys in that car heavy. And I was just sad. Um, and while I was sitting outside, it was 55 degrees and it was windy and it was overcast. So it was like cold as balls outside. And I was just down bad. And I had been sitting there for like 40 minutes. And the thing that got me was this. It was just such a humbling experience. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about this. It felt so humbling because that's just what life is. Yeah. Right. Right. But sometimes, you know, like, I'm like, when's enough enough? When are we calling a spade a spade? Because I feel like life humbled me today. And it was like, I didn't need to be humbled. Like, like, I know my place. Like, I don't know if that's life's way of being like, girl, we just making sure like we just making sure that you that you know, your place and running your race. I know my place and I'm running my race. Like, we didn't have to do that today. This experience was so humbling for me because, again, I felt like I didn't need to be humbled. I live a humble life every day. I do not think so much of myself. I've never been the girl who thinks that she is better than anybody. I've never been the girl who thinks, like, I am confident to a certain degree. And even then, it's not even a lot. Like, like, I'm, I'm... I've never been, oh, I'm the best thing that's ever walked the earth. That's never been me. I know my place. I'm not that girl. I'm not that girl. I've never thought I was the hottest thing to walk the earth. I'm not that girl. I've never been that girl. And that's okay. And again, I have a certain level of confidence. I realize that I am me and I love me for who I can show up as. That's what I know. I am, I am comfortable with how I look. I don't, I try my best not to compare myself to other people and what they're going through because I don't know what they're going through. Like they could be going through something and I have no clue. And no, I don't, I try my best not to do that anymore. And I'm just, I'm trying to be better, right? So I just feel like if that's my goal, if that's my goal, what do I need to be humbled about? I stay in that dish pit. I've stayed in that dish, put out work for five hours at a time. What do I need to be humbled for? I, on my bare hands and knees, cleaning toilets. What's to be humbled? What, what did I do? And so that's why I felt like today I was down, which is why I wrote all of this. It was in the moment, but it was honest and in the moment is sometimes the uh, the most honest you're gonna get you know what I'm saying so yes didn't need to be humble today but I was so I'm sitting on this <laughs> this story is so tragic um so I'm sitting on the sidewalk it's freezing cold I'm on the phone with my sister she's not really saying much but she's there and I just appreciated that so the wind was blowing it was freezing cold outside and I had this point I had been outside for like 40 minutes my mom called me and she was like the blocksmith's gonna be there in like 15 minutes um it's gonna be a hundred dollars and I was like all right I hung up the phone and I called my sister back and we were just sitting on the phone and the guy pulls up black man three black men actually black owned business we support them um 
still down bad about that hundred dollars but still we move um so he gets out of the truck and this other guy gets out of the truck and i've seen people unlock doors before like i've seen a locksmith unlock my door before because i've literally locked my keys in the car before um again clown level energy but still we move so he gets he goes over there and not even 40 seconds later he's unlocked the car door and he's 100 dollars richer and i think what got me was that that was just so humbling that somebody could come and do something in 40 seconds was very generous i want to say that it took that man 30 seconds to unlock that door and here's the thing i wasn't sad about the money I, I mean, like, yeah, like that sucks. That was $100. That's unfortunate. But at the same time, I did lock the keys in the car. That's on me. It happens. It happens to the best of us and the worst of us, but the best of us. And it was like, okay, these are the consequences of my actions. Yeah, I locked the keys in the car. I'm at $100. I don't know what lesson you learned from that um, because it still can happen again. What I've learned is that I'm going to get a spare key on Sunday yeah I'm going to get a spare key I can't keep living like this um regardless I'm getting a spare key anyways but it wasn't really about the money it was like the combination of me sitting outside in the cold for 40 minutes and it was the combination of watching somebody do something in 30 seconds and getting a hundred dollars like over 30 seconds of work that really got me like he could have at least struggled to open the door you know what I'm saying he could have at least struggled and he didn't he did not struggle and then the other thing is just to watch them do it it's like it's upsetting because it's like it's that simple huh (laughs) it's just it's heartbreaking anyways but that was a humbling moment for me and that's what got me it was the fact that somebody could come and do 30 seconds of work and get 100 dollars out of me because i'm a clown because of clown level activity that was humbling that hurt me it did and i don't know why but on the ride home i just wanted to cry and when i got home i just wanted to cry and so i came to my room and I closed my door and I put my back up against the wall. And I did. I let a couple of teardrops fall. Then I went and I was actually in the Chipotle parking lot. So <laughs> I was in the Chipotle parking lot. Craziest thing, something even more morbid and terrifyingly sad was that the chipotle bowl i got the steak was not seasoned so the food tasted disgusting so not only did i lock my keys in the car and had to pay a hundred dollars to get somebody to come and humble me in under 30 seconds i also got food from the place and the food wasn't even that good so i locked the keys in the car for nothing essentially I, at that point i could have just gone to chipotle so would have been less of a hassle <laughs> Anyways, so that just humbled me and I was down. And so when I came home, I was sad. Like, I was just sad. Like, it was just a humbling experience. And I it, I, I don't know what it was, but it was like, it, it's like, and I'm sure that other people have experienced this. It's like when something happens to you and it's not that serious, right? It's like, it's not that bad. It's like, it happens. Like, I know people just lock their keys in the car and they just have to shell out the money to get the door unlocked. Like, you realize that, like, like, 
it's just like something something happens and it's not necessarily bad it's not great but it's not bad and then you're sitting there and you're just like and it's just like that moment of something not being that bad but also not being great is like the catalyst and like in the moment you realize I've been pushing my feelings to the side and this is the thing that got me. This is the thing that pushed me over the edge. This is the thing that got me crying. Like, and I have no clue that where this was coming from. I actually know exactly where it was coming from. But still, we move on. I, I came home and some other things happened and with my parents. And so I just sat in my bed and cried and I wrote these notes. I just wrote them and I'll get back to the note I read before I started reading this but I just kind of wanted to set the scene of where I was mentally when I wrote this because while it is honest and truthful it was also in a very horrific moment of feeling everything at once and I don't even mean just everything as in that situation I mean everything as in how I feel like in a sense mourning of a loss I don't know what the loss is yet still unpacking that but still we move on anyways where was I oh I remember I wrote this and I meant because I knew I was going to be saying on the podcast so I'll just read it anyways and I'm so upset about this and what I was upset about was me talking about um how my parents don't take the time to know me um and I said and I'm upset about this because this episode was supposed to be about how great life can be which is genuinely what the reflection episode is typically about the past two years I've done them it's it's been about that like it's been this is the these are the things that I've learned and while at the time they were hard I'm you know, I'm growing and I'm learning and life is worth living. Essentially, that's the gist. And then, you know, I'm like another year of experience, another year of wisdom. That's great. And I just hate it. And I was just so upset because this episode was supposed to be about that. And it just can't be now because of how my parents make me feel and because of everything that I'm working through and I just feel everything at once any type of emotional or mental trauma that I have I just feel it all the time now and it's too much at times it's overbearing and it's overpowering and I absolutely hate it and but that's like the point Like, that's literally the point. Like, it's supposed to be hard, right? And so I wrote the following. And I said they, but it was my parents. And my parents steal my joy to the point of pure contradiction. The other day I was going somewhere with my mom and she asked me, what I wanted for my birth what I wanted to do for my birthday and the only thing I want to do is spend time with them and my friends 
And while I was laying in my bed crying a few hours ago, I just didn't want that at all. I didn't want to be around them at all. I didn't want to hear their voices because I am at such a vulnerable place in my life right now and they have never paid attention to anything outside of what they see. Like, I just want them to see me. That was in all caps, guys. That was in all caps. I really meant that one. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm joking. It's my coping mechanism. Um, but anyways, like, I just want them to see me. And they don't. And that's what's upsetting about this entire relationship. I have tiptoed around their feelings all of my life because I've been taught to believe that anything that isn't in direct agreement with their opinion is disrespectful. But when I ask to be listened to, it's like the most complicated ask in the world and it shouldn't be. This is going to sound harsh, but it's the truth. I don't feel loved by them at minimum 50% of the time and nothing should be that hard. I don't feel loved by them when I need to the most and that's what's upsetting and that's why I don't feel selfish and if you wanted to know anything about like the selfish thing you can go back to my childhood trauma episode but anyways um anyways and that's why I don't feel selfish because I've been shown on numerous occasions that a lot of the time they don't care at all about how I feel or how their words make me feel so if I don't take care of me who else is going to do it the people I thought would do it when I couldn't simply cannot, will not, and aren't. Now I'm afraid to be, but I have to set that into context. So um, my mom, in case you don't want to go back to the episode, I'll give you a brief rundown. My mom, um, she um, tore her rotator cuff and so she had to get surgery and at the beginning, like when she did it and she knew she was going to have to get surgery, I knew that the months while she need, was going to need help, um, I knew that those were going to be some of the most trying months of my life. And, but the thing is, is that like, you know, like you'll sit there and be like, oh, I know this is going to be really hard. But knowing that something's going to be really hard and then actually being in the situation and it being hard are very, two very different things. And I'm not even going to lie. I was down. I've been down bad. Um... A lot of the time because like I do I, I I feel like I do give up a lot of things to help like I'm not like waiting on her hand and foot like every single thing she needs I'm there to do it but like if she asks me to do something then I do it and even if she doesn't like I'll be like like I just I have taken the time to do things like I have missed out on things like hanging out with my friends or or just doing things that I wanted to do, I've forfeited those to help her. And then my parents go and they tell me that I'm selfish or that I only think about myself. And actually the other day I was having a discussion with my mom and um, we were downstairs and she was like, oh yeah, I tell people nice things about you all the time. And I was like, oh, like, what do you say? Because if you don't know, like I've just always wanted to make my mom proud of me like always I that's just always been something that I've strived to do and that comes from another deeply rooted place of just seeing how she would speak to my sister when she would let her down in a sense or disappoint her and I never wanted to be the cause of that I never wanted to feel that like I never wanted her to talk to me that way so I would 
not like I would make sure that I I would make sure that I you know to try to make her proud and so I would try to get the best grades and I just wanted her to tell me that she was proud of me and it's never really happened I think she said it maybe one or two times but it was after I had asked her to say it or if she was proud of me and granted maybe she didn't know I needed that but I did and when I did bring it up it was like it was like I had just said the worst things to her like when I told her that that I just wanted her to tell me that she's proud of me she was very upset with me and felt like I was attacking her when that just was not the case that's just how I felt like I just felt like she never told me that and I would have remembered because I wanted it I wanted to hear it so badly so you know that whole time this whole time I've been helping her and so you know so when my mom said you know I tell people good things about you all the time I was like really what do you say like I genuinely wanted to know and her response just broke my heart truly just broke my heart she actually said um I tell them good things about you all the time I said that you're gonna put me in a nice nursing home and I was like why would you say that like why why would you why would you say that to me and why would you say that about me and that was the moment that I realized and things started clicking for me that I just I just don't think that I just don't think that my parents really care about how the things that they say make me feel and how I don't think they realize at all how much I care about what they think of me and in a way that is toxic and yeah I did need to unlearn that and I do need to unlearn that but I don't think it should have needed to get to that point to be completely honest and um it honestly when she said that I was like why is that how you view me like why is that how you view me and she tried to like say it in like a joking way but she meant it um and I knew because she really she really meant it like she kind of changed tones over the course of the conversation but she was like yeah like um like I've always known that you would just put me in a nursing home because um you know you only think about yourself and you're selfish like come on you only think about yourself let's be real and that broke my heart because in my mind, that's not true at all. In my mind and to me, which I know to be true now, is that I've always cared about people. Sometimes I don't even view myself as being worthy of being cared for. Like, it's to that extent. And it has been to that extent for a decent amount of my life until like, college when I was like I need to get my life together like I need to I need to figure it out like I need to figure out how to be happy because this going through life like this isn't gonna work and she doesn't know that I'm sure she probably thinks that I'm just this happy-go-lucky kid who sits up in her room and listens to music and plays on her computer and just just I don't know what she thinks I do I don't know I don't know but however I'm appearing to the outside and to them is not at all who I am and what's really crazy to me is that you know parents will also be the same people who are like oh like 
I, I know you, I know you, like, I know you better than I know the back of my hand. It's like, no, you don't. You really don't. You really do not know what's going on in my head. You really do not. If you did, you wouldn't even begin to even think about saying the words, you're selfish and you only think about yourself. There were many points, especially before this year, especially where I did not think of me. I did not even think that I was deserving of being thought of. I didn't even think that people liked me. In fact, I didn't even like myself so much that I went out and seeked other people's approval. Clearly, I've done that all my life. But it's like, if you knew that, like, if you know me, like you think that you know me, if you really knew that, if you really knew me, you would never say those words to me. You would know that that those words mean something to me. And that's how we went full circle. That sometimes I think that we put that um, putting how we feel about things into words gives them a lot more power to control you. And that's how I've thought of this situation is that me acknowledging and saying that I care about their opinions and I care about their perceptions of me gives them power. But at the end of the day, the second part of that that I wrote is true because at the same time, identifying and putting those feelings and those thoughts about situations and people into words is the thing that helps you overcome them. So that's what we're learning right now. That's it. That's the thing. And so then I went on to say, which actually leads me into this other thing, but I went on to say, now I'm afraid of being too selfish and not showing up for people in other relationships. I don't know how I got here because three years ago I was stressed. I wasn't getting into college and I was trying to get my yearbook signed on my favorite teachers. Now I'm unpacking my childhood trauma. But also, on an even deeper level, when people ask me if I'm okay, I do lie. I do lie. But I think it's such a different thing for friends or people who you don't see that often to ask if you're okay and for you to kind of lie about it and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. I feel like it's a different thing when it's like, I literally live in a house with you you're my parents. You don't, you don't realize that there's something wrong. You don't see that I'm lost in my head. You don't see that. That's concerning. That's concerning to me anyways. But I said, also, I be lying. I tell people I'm okay, but I'm not. And I jokingly say that, but it's secretly the truth. What I am certain of is that my problems start at home, but I learned the other day that I think being afraid of something makes you work harder at it, if that makes sense. I'm sure it makes sense. I'm just always so unsure of myself. Um, and you you really can tell that. I'm, I'm very unsure of my decisions. And you can tell by the way that I talk, especially when I'm on this podcast. I say, um, like, and I feel like, and I'm realizing that. And it's a lot of, if that makes sense, you know, I'm very unsure of myself, but, and it's a lot of, I think, 
Like, I'm not sure, but I think that it's very much that. But like I was saying, um, I think being afraid of something makes you work harder at it. And so for instance, which is a great segue into the other things that I've learned this year is that my example of this is I'm mortified of writing because I'm afraid of failing and I'm afraid to disappoint myself and write something I'm not proud of or happy with. And the other day I had a Zoom call with my professor about that 15 page research paper guys. Okay, okay. Um, I had a Zoom call with him. And while it wasn't the same kind of writing I strive for, it was research based, very boring, very academic journal. Um, he told me that I'm a good writer and it meant a lot to me. And it means a lot to me when someone, especially someone who I don't know and who knows that I'm insecure about it. It, it means a lot to me when somebody I don't know outside of me and outside of my circle tells me that I'm good at something. And I know that that seems very sad, but <laughs> that is my truth, guys. Okay. But um, basically what I had written on one of these sticky notes was, um, and I actually have to keep this one because it actually has the notes from my call with my professor on it. Um, I wrote, there are some things I want to do, but I don't because I get in the way of things that could make me happy. And that is a read on me, read on me, read on me. Um, because I definitely do that. I enjoy writing. I love it. It's, it's amazing. However, it's just so it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm going to go ahead and reiterate what I just said so that I can get back into my notes. This is these are actually my final few notes. So we can wrap this up soon. I know you hate to see me go, don't you? Um, one thing I'm gonna do is talk. Anyways, oh, hold on, y'all. My throat dry before we get into it. Wait. I'm sorry you had to hear that. <laughs> Couldn't be bothered to hit the pause button. Anyways, <laughs> so I wrote. It's the same thing. It was just a different, I ended up thinking about it. I was having a conversation with myself. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to giggle. There's nothing, there's nothing funny. I just, you had to be there in my head. Anyways, so I wrote, I'm starting to realize you only get better at things you continuously work on. And I don't mean that in the practice makes perfect way. I mean that if you want to be better and the feeling of thinking you aren't good enough yet see why i read it like that because now i'm confused now hold on we gonna run back we gonna run back to the beginning of the sentence okay and i don't mean that in a practice makes perfect way i mean that as if you want to be better like if you want to be a better person this is where we're coming full circle because this also ties into the jada drama you know like if you want to be a better person and the feeling of thinking you aren't good enough that's the thing that pushes you to be better and I hope that that made sense but if it didn't I'll give you an example so this is where we get into the nitty-gritty my purpose in life guys so I want to write and sing, but I'm mortified to do it because I'm afraid I'll hate what I write or even worse, it won't meet my expectations. And let me tell you, 
I have some high expectations for myself. I think sometimes we, as in everybody, let's how they hope something turns out stop them from ever starting. So this year, as in 21 years old, I'm going to focus on doing what makes me happy now and worry about the rest later because focusing on the future is the thing stopping me from my present actions. Now, Tori, what do you mean by that? I know that's what you're thinking. That's an amazing question. Thank you for asking. Really here, what I wanted to highlight was just that I want to be better. And that goes for many things in my life. That goes for me writing, which honestly has been really great lately. I wrote a song like two days ago. And to be completely honest with you, I haven't finished an idea like I haven't finished a song in a long time and it was because I was just stopping myself from starting like I actually read this quote on tumblr earlier today I'm back in my tumblr era because somehow I just feel I feel safe there you know it inspires me but at the same time makes me feel less alone and I feel fairly alone in life a lot of the time And I read this quote and it was like, doubt will stop. Let me actually find it because if I sit here and miss, um, speak, I'm going to be sick. Um, one second. So the quote was doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Now, if you're a friend of the podcast, (laughs) Uh, a frequent listener if you will then you know I just want like I just said like I just want to write I just want to make music I just want to sing I don't really care what needs to happen outside of that I just want to do that like I just love that and I just get in the way of that and when I read that quote I really thought about it and I think about that often I think about the things that stop me from doing the things that I want to do and doing the things that I'm passionate about and doing the things that I love. And a lot of the time, it's literally just me. It's in me in my head. It's the voice in my head, that little doubt voice in my head that's telling me, hey, what if? Because, and that was another thing that I kind of also wanted to touch on was just the fact that I think a lot of times we let the idea of the future stop us from the present and by that I mean when I think about writing music I don't think about it as just a present thing I think about the things that I aspire for and like the things that I want to do in the future like like oh like yeah I want to write music and that just needs to be a hard stop like stop there I want to make music that makes me happy that feels honest and truthful to me that's what I want to do. I want to write. I want to do what I love. I want to be happy in my life and I want to be and I want to do something that I'm passionate about. And I get lost in those bigger ideas. I get lost in the future of those ideas of things that haven't happened yet. And that's where the doubt comes in because if I just stopped and just picked up a pen and wrote like I did the other day, I could finish an idea and I'm happy with it. Like I'm actually really happy and proud of what I wrote and I liked it a lot. It's honestly something I think I would release one day. 
someday soon because we are on that deadline y'all that we talked about anyways but I sat there and I thought about it and I was like I just I am in the way of me that doubt that that quote was talking about is me I am the doubt I am my obstacle I sit here and I'm like yeah I want to make music but then I start thinking about, man, yeah, I want to write music. Oh my gosh, yeah. Imagine if one day other people heard it and they liked it. That would be really awesome. Oh my gosh, imagine if a lot of people liked it and it got played on the radio or something. Imagine if a lot of people liked it and I got to perform those songs in front of other people. Like people came out to watch me and listen to me. Like that would be really cool. Oh my gosh, imagine if all of that happened and the songs, like, they got nominated for awards, like VMAs and Grammys. And then that's when the imagination turns into doubt. That's when the future aspirations get very dark and turn into what makes you even think that you're good enough to get out of your bedroom? What even makes you think that you're good enough to release that song? Not even on a big scale. What even makes you think that you're good enough to release that on SoundCloud? What makes you even think that you're good enough to be nominated for something? What makes you think that? What makes you think that? And that's where things get dark for me. And so that's what I meant in the 21 thing at 21 I'm going to focus on that I'm going to focus on the just pick the pin up and do let's not think about let's not get so wrapped up in the what ifs and what could be's let's just do the now yeah let's just live in the now in the present and let's just let that be and so that's the goal um I actually plan on posting on Instagram for my birthday, I don't post often, really never, because I just, I, I just, I'm an awkward picture taker, and I also, most of the time, look a little to mostly to, no, I'm not gonna say that, sometimes I don't look, um, Instagram picture worthy, I'll say that, um, and so I already have my caption picked out, I was gonna go for something else, but after reflecting on the things that I talked about this episode, I've decided that my caption will be simple girl, simple life, 21. Very corny, I know. But I just, I feel like I'm there. I'm reverting back to trying to be the person I am within. No voices, just mine. Just me being a little kid on the beach no thoughts behind the eyes really just enjoying life as it is presently yes you do have to think about bills and yes you do have to think about how you're going to make money and how you're going to do those things but at the same time you really just have to think about what's going to make you happy and reverting back to simple life simple girl mm-hmm. i think that's that could be the key for me guys that could be the key for me but um, lastly, before I go, I 
talked about my New Year's Eve, my not New Year's Eve, my New Year's resolution. And that was a whole thing. It's kind of the same thing as a reflection episode. It's just it's a lot. Anyways, but I ended up talking about that. And my resolution was it's just one resolution. Um, and it was to accept myself for every for all that I am and for who I'm becoming. And I'm not gonna lie, after thinking about it, it's been four months only. But so far, I think that I'm really making I'm taking the steps to do that. And I'm getting better at it. I'm stepping away a little bit from social media, not like a lot, a lot, but like enough to where I feel sane and a little comfortable and hopefully I can get the numbers down more because I'm not proud of the amount of time I spend on Twitter. I'm not proud of it at all. I tweet a lot. Um, and I spend a lot of time on TikTok as well. Um, it's not the healthiest thing. I do realize that, but I, I am getting to the point where I'm like, I'm kind of stepping away and I'm like, there are other things that I would rather be doing. Like I would rather be sitting on my piano or I'd rather be playing my guitar. I'd rather just be writing ideas, um, which is great. Or I'd rather be reading a book. I haven't actually picked up a book in a long time. Actually, I've touched many books. I just haven't opened them to read them. Um, So hopefully, maybe I can get on that. Maybe I can get my attention span together before the summer break so I can get on that. But I feel like me working through this childhood trauma and me reflecting on this and honestly just me being afraid of not being the best version of myself that I want to be is a thing that's pushing me to be better and to and I feel like if you don't have that like if you don't feel like you can be better or if you and that goes for like anything if you don't feel like if you feel like you're great already as you are if you feel like which is fine which is fine let's not hold on I don't want to get that confused um I feel like it's great to have confidence in your abilities But I think it's also important to recognize that there is room for growth and that's where I just want to be. I just want to be there. So yeah. Um, Anyways, what I was saying, I feel like me wanting to be better and working on my childhood trauma and just focusing on being more confident and believing in myself and believing that I'm worthy of the things that I get and I'm worthy of the things that and just believing that I deserve more than what I receive sometimes I think I think I'm on a good track and this is and I don't want like this is definitely like a not a resolution that is this isn't like a one year thing. I think this is like a lifetime resolution in a sense because like I'm always going to be changing and I'm always going to have to be accepting myself for the new things that I'm learning about me, but I think that I'm in a good space because I am learning new things about myself. Um had you told me 5 months ago that I would be unpacking this childhood trauma and that this was actually the root of many problems in my life, I would have told you that you're absolutely crazy and insane. But I'm getting to know me and that is just, you know, you can only accept you and accept the person that you're becoming if you know who you're becoming. And 
I think that that's a great thing. So I think that I'm on, I'm on a good path here. I'm happy with where I am. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm not great. Like, I'm, I don't want you to think like, I'm still like in shambles. Like, like this, this healing process of the childhood trauma, it's, it's not linear. It's not at all. No healing is linear. Like you will have your good days. You'll have your bad days. You're at the same time. I'm kind of grieving the way that I viewed my parents in a way, because it's like, after I work through this, I have to, you know, I'll be like, oh, their opinions, anyone's opinions really don't matter to me because, well, eh, in a sense, I kind of care about how, I feel like it's important to care a little bit, a little bit, a little, not a lot. Like, don't let your whole personality be what other people think of you. But I think it is important to care about what other people think of you. Like, in a sense of, like, your close friends, like, um, people you care about. And so, I think that I'm about to be on a healthy dose of their opinion is their opinion but I know who I am and that's all that matters and I think it's also just important to realize what you need and to get to know yourself so that you know what you need and you can you know take care of those needs and that's where I'm at and I think I'm happy there I'm getting to know me who I am what I like how I how I like to dress, what clothes make me comfortable. And I've really enjoyed that. My clothing comfortability, I really like my clothes now because they feel like me and they, I just feel comfortable in them and I feel comfortable in my body and I accept myself for who I am. And it's just, it's good. It's not completely balanced. It's not perfect, but life isn't perfect. And life is just, it's, life is such a balance and what's crazy about that is that some a lot of the times not sometimes a lot of the times it feels like like it's like not everything's going to be bad forever the same way that everything's not going to be great forever and honestly if you can just find that in between point sometimes and just find time take a breath that's that's the best thing you can do and so hopefully with this reflection episode and with the days coming up on Tuesday, I can just have at least one hour of balance and quiet where I can just feel like I can just be present. Honestly, if I can just have an hour or two where I just feel like I'm in the moment and I'm happy, I'll be okay. And an hour is a lot of time. So we can only hope for the best, but I do want to thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. It was a lot, like it was a lot. I didn't know it was going to be that. I thought, I thought it was going to be happy, joyful, kikis, but again, that's not life. And I guess, I guess to a certain extent, this, um, the sad stuff that happens in life is... I feel like the sad stuff that happens in life is just as important as the good stuff and the bad stuff, you know, you end up learning lessons from those. So at the end of the day, even if things did go bad, 
you learn something. And as long as you're learning, you're living right. So with that, I'll start this outro. Guys, I'm not gonna lie. My throat was hella dry off the last 10 minutes of this episode. Like, ooh, she gravelly. She gravelly. I'm down. I'm down. That felt great. That hit the back of the throat really nice. I'm definitely cleaning my ears out after this, guys. My ears been itching the whole episode. Since like 3.30, it's 4.45. Ciao. Anyways, hope I didn't keep you too long. That wraps up this week's episode of In Distress. Oh, wow. There's so many things here. Um, my TikTok. I post there. Usually funny stuff um or just my opinions on Grey's Anatomy I think I just want to be TikTok famous really bad but I think sometimes we have to recognize our limits maybe some things aren't for everyone and um TikTok fame well anyways <laughs> um my TikTok is at typical Tori with two underscores there will be a black girl in a uh basketball jersey in the profile picture that's me so feel free to follow um, you can also find me on Instagram and my, my promotional Instagram is at typical Tori with six eyes, but my main Instagram is just at typical Tori. Regardless, there's a black girl, um, as the profile. And once you click in, I'm sure you'll get the gist. My podcast is in both of the, um, the links to the podcast are in both of the, uh, um, what do you call them? by bios yeah, yeah 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 I feel like an old woman couldn't even find the words anyways but they're both in the bio so if you don't know for sure if it's me just click it click the link and then it'll be like oh podcast anyways um you can also go to my twitter um and I'd be tweeting hella crazy over there but um at typical Tori with four eyes underscore see at typical Tori it's a brand thing also I have a youtube channel I wouldn't follow it so I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna put that, I'm not even gonna say it. Um, you can follow me on Spotify though. I'm always listening to music on Spotify. And if you wanna know what I'm listening to, it's Tori Nicole. That's just it. Hard stop. And it'll be a black girl with a pink shirt on. That's me. Yeah. Profile picture. Yeah, it'll make sense. Anyways, it, no, I'm not gonna have you follow that account. Um, it's crazy. I should really just cut down this outro. See? I had really been prepared for the episode, but one thing I was not prepared for was this outro. Anyways. Okay, here we go. This is the good stuff. Lastly, if you really liked me, hit subscribe whenever you're listening to this on to stay up to date on these episodes. And if you really, really like me, head on over to Anchor website, anchor.fm slash Tori-Phillips2 slash support and become a supporter. And you can give me money, but... I'm not going to pull your leg on that one. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hopefully I'm in your ears next weekend. If you didn't like this episode, try a different one. I highly recommend the childhood trauma one. If not, honestly, a mental breakdown, that episode eight, probably one of, it's actually one of my, mo it's actually my most listened to episode after the Angelina Jolie one, but still we move. Um... That was a great episode. But those, if you didn't like the, if you didn't like this one, there's always next week, but you can also try another episode. And so if you were, don't listen to the last one. That wasn't good. But you know what? Like I said, still, 
we move again thank you so much for listening to this episode um i had a great time today and um i hope you guys have a great weekend be safe um i'll catch you on the flip side and if you get the chance go ahead over to instagram and on tuesday wish me a happy birthday so i'll see you guys bye